0: Welcome back to the White Gray Black Weekly Manga Podcast. My name is Bruce, the producer of the White Gray Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is Gautam.
1: What's up, everyone?
0: This is a podcast where we talk about all the latest, greatest, currently published Japanese manga releases. Welcome. It's a little manga book club. Thank you for being here. This week, we are going to talk about chapter 100 of Negi Haruba's Ranger Reject slash Go Go Loser Ranger. Uh, a new series from the creators of uh, My Hero Academia Vigilantes, Hideaki Furuhashi, and Court. That is called Spider-Man, Octopus Girl. That's chapter one. And we're going to talk about the new weekly Shonen jump Shonen called Icehead Gill, chapter one by Ikuo Hachiya. Let's jump right into Ranger Reject, because what a cool chapter, Chapter 100 is. Did you think?
1: Oh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, It it was just a chapter of Ranger wins um, before the inevitable fall, right?
0: (laughs) This is, I mean, this is quite literally. uh, So what I grabbed here are there's five spread pages, right? Which are double pages of the uh, Rangers attacks fighting off whoever they're fighting, There's a page before each of them that tells you the name of their attack, which we're going to talk about because there's some cool little Japanese lessons in there. Um, And that's 15 pages, right? Five double page spreads, 10 pages, one page leading up telling you the name of it, 15 pages. And there's a random four or five other pages, right? That's a 20-page shonen. You've got it. Um, So this was just kind of a cool, uh, loud, explosive, hey... Each of the ranger gets their cool double spread move, uh, which we'll talk about kind of the the interesting naming convention in Japanese, uh, wordplay that's going on there. Um, this is like part six of what is it called? Like part six of the attack on the base or something like that. Um, but yeah, this was a cool, this was a cool chapter 100 to do, um, I notice a lot of mangaka will go around chapter one hundred differently. I mean, we've talked about uh, Witch Watch does like a joke, <laughs> did like a joke. I think every fifty chapters, um, some people chapter one hundred is a is a, a recap or a show off, or they'll do a big reveal. Um, I think it was, I think it was Blue Box did uh, not a confession, but sort of a, a big step forward for the the romance relationship there, and Negi Haruba. And this one just says, "Okay, this is I'm showing off the Rangers because they haven't they have not all been shown off in the same chapter. And I mean, this this does a lot to even drive the plot forward because we we've sort of been learning in these last couple of chapters about where the powers of the Rangers maybe come from and what they are. uh, But we don't really know what they are. And this one kind of solidifies like, okay, who's stronger, the Rangers or the executives and this one is kind of like it's chapter 100 the title of it is is ranger reject go go loser rangers it's about the rangers the rangers are the strongest it's fucking cool
1: and it's like a hundred chapters in and we we only really know the scope of powers of the old blue ranger and the green ranger and green kind of are, but we don't because yeah, green kind of yeah green right. kind of some of his powers So it's it's cool and a little
0: bit of red. We've seen red get fought two or three times, but also yeah, they have not sort of gone all out. And this chapter is literally just like all five rangers go all out. Mm -hmm. Cool. I I thought they
1: gave uh, blue in my in my opinion the coolest the coolest final attack. uh, Oh man, I
0: don't I don't even know who's my favorite final attack is. They they're all cool for different reasons, but um, let's talk about so the first one that you're looking at if you're watching the video here on the page is. Uh, Red Ranger's attack, which is called Yamata no Orochi. Now, uh, I typed all these into Google, and some of them worked for translation, some of them didn't. And I finally figured out, I think, uh, around two or three, and that I was like, hey, okay, the second one we'll talk about, Pink Ranger's uh, Amaterasu Omikami. Like, that's a Shinto god. And then the last one, I was like, oh, this is a Shinto god. And then I started typing them in and typing, like, Shinto or Shinto religion after them. And it made a lot more sense. So Yamata no Orochi. um, Google Translate. Yes, correct. This directly translates to Yamata's Serpent. This is a famous eight-headed snake god from the Shinto religion. Um, This is also, so Orochi, also the namesake of, uh, I believe the character is just called Orochi in One Piece, right? In Wano. Uh,
1: I don't. I don't remember.
0: The, Orochi is the bad guy who has the like hydra fruit. He has like a, or it's like an oh, eight-headed right, serpent right, right. fruit. Yeah, Same also idea
1: Orochimaru here. from Naruto. Yeah, they all yeah. have very hydra-like regenerative kind of powers. It's, yeah.
0: So, the, I mean, this this idea of the Yamata no Orochi is, is very similar to the Greek idea of the multi-headed dragon, multi-headed snake. Um, yeah, eight, eight-headed snake god, Shinto religion. You can see it on screen here, right? That he's kind of got, like you can see... I think four of the heads of the sort of four dragon heads, four snake heads there, which is really cool. Cause before I knew that I looked at it, I was like, Oh yeah, this looks sick. Yamato Norochi, Yamato serpent. Okay, whatever. And then you go and it's like, wait a minute, this is like a famous thing. It's kind of taken down by a hero in the original Shinto religion story. Um, But as you'll see, as we go through, all of these are sort of based on Shinto religion and they almost all have a, um, so pinks is called Amaterasu uh, Omikami. Uh, what is this? uh, no greens is called Sukuna Bikuna no Kami. And they almost all into no Kami or Kami. Kami is the word for God in Japan. No Kami is like God's possessive. Um, so these all kind of have a play on words. I couldn't tell you what the play on words of the, of the first one is. It's, I'm not good enough at Japanese to quite know, but, uh, anyways, let's, so this isn't actually pink using her power. Pink's power happened on the last page. But she uses hers uh, Amaterasu Omikami, which is literally just the name of Amaterasu, the sun god, who you might know from uh video games Dog like Zelda. Ok- Okami.
1: Yeah, uh, Dog Zelda. Uh, yeah, Dog Zelda. The, the, okay. the bad the bad guy in that one was Orochi. So
0: yeah, there you go. And it's pr- absolutely based on the same Orochi from from Red's attack there. But anyways, she uh hers is just a power she uses to resurrect herself. Um uh, I think in the last chapter. There was something where a pink ranger, maybe pink pink ranger herself, said something like, "Oh, we need to show you our like healing capabilities or regenerative capabilities or something." Um, <coughs> in my, <coughs> I'm just going to cough for a second. <coughs> uh, in my brief search of. Uh, what I could find on Amaterasu, the sort of sun god of Shinto religion, I didn't find anything directly related to sort of resurrection or if that's like a power connected to it, but it's, it seems very classic to just sort of pick the highest god and say, oh, well, that's the sort of resurrection power, you know, immortality, invincibility, whatever you want to call it, so. Um, but again, this is just a sick thing of her kicking uh, kicking one of the bosses in the face.
1: Well, you know, Kami, Amaterasu, uh, the dog, had... Power over creation, so right, maybe maybe yeah. it's something like that. And it it's interesting to be a... yeah, it's interesting to note that Pink Ranger in this series is generally in a wheelchair, uh, mm-hmm. but when she is using her ranger powers and fighting, she is on two legs. And displayed later in the chapter, of course, you'll you'll see that she has more than the use of her legs. Uh, but yeah, clearly there's something regenerative about it, right?
0: Yeah, and it's and these are all. Assumedly, them using their... Oh, what is it called? I have just forgot it. Um,
1: um, divine weapons? Divine divine
0: tools. Yeah, divine tools. Yeah, divine tools. Um, so the next one, which is Green's power, which you've seen him use before to make his hammer big. I don't think we've seen him turn giant, but I don't remember.
1: Um, I, I can't tell if he's actually giant. Or he is actually is just, giant. And I'll, yeah. and I'll
0: sort of explain now. So the um, divine tool invoke spell you know, battle cast thing, he says, is Sukuna Bikuna no Kami. Um, Sukunobikuna is the Shinto God of, uh, bathhouses and agriculture and healing is kind of like the, uh, sort of like a home, a homemaker type God of, you know, of homeliness and stuff like that. Um, uh, but the name Sukunobikuna literally translated means small Lord of renown. So it's sort of like a small homey God, uh, which is why this is kind of a funny joke because he's using, he's invoking kind of like the small Lord of renown, name and his thing is it makes him really big uh which is Mm -hmm. just kind of a japanese ironic joke i think um that's another one that didn't translate in google for anything more but uh a pretty interesting one that he can just make himself giant this is i think kind of showing i don't know if we could say this is showing the full capacity of the divine tools or if it's just you know uh, maybe not an upper limit but a very high limit but it's cool to see like oh he can make himself big the pink ranger is virtually invincible Red has, you know, this hyper attack of red stuff. Um, it's all just very cool to see.
1: Also, maybe virtually invincible, or he just has eight heads, so he doesn't die very quickly. That's
0: oh, you just okay. You just connected something in my mind that I had not connected. But we've seen Red die a couple times, right? Right. So yeah. that could I. I okay. Yes, new new theory that I don't have written down. I think that's connected to why um, when D killed him one time. Mm -hmm. red survived, right? Because he's the eight headed serpent and you have to, there might be eight, eight copies of him, eight versions of him, or it could just be, he has eight lives or something like that. Um, I didn't even think about that, but that's a good call out there.
1: Uh, one of our listeners should go post that on Reddit for karma.
0: Yeah. Some good
1: theories boys.
0: Yeah. Good theories. I haven't, I haven't seen, although I have not gone to the subreddit for there. Um, Uh, so blues attack we get, which is pretty cool. Uh, so the name of this one is Ame no Fuyukinu no Kami. Uh, the name, this is, again, the name of a god, Ame no Fuyukinu. Um, literally means padded winter robe of heaven. Uh, this is also a Shinto god. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot of info on this. I would assume this is probably a Shinto god related to winter or cold or something like that. Uh, but a pretty cool panel. I love, um, artistically, that... Virtually the whole panel is just pencil outlines on white and then the Ranger, uh, Blue Ranger, is sort of drawn in uh, darker colors. This is a really cool, I mean, title of the channel, white, gray, black. You've got a black background and an entirely white sort of uh, white uh, attack behind him and then a gray outlined Ranger. And this is a very classic spread, I would say, for that sort of white, gray, black, How you how you can use those three colors to make things stand out. Um, this is, this is maybe my favorite visual panel for sure. I think that's what you were saying too, right? Gautam? Uh,
1: I actually thought his line was cool. Um, where the villain was like, uh, doesn't your power just freeze stuff? And he's like, it doesn't just freeze stuff. It freezes the world itself. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, I don't know. I, I, I get hyped over like flexing lines like that. Yes. That, that was just uh, fucking sick
0: yeah, for sure. I, I didn't want to include the pre-pages because if I included all the pre-pages and all the spreads, that's like It'll 75% much, yeah. of the chapter. I, I, yeah. I, 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 we're not here to show you uh, whole chapters on YouTube, unfortunately. So uh, go read it for yourself. Um, but this one is cool. And then the last one we have here is uh, Yellow, who uses uh, Takemikazuchi no Kami. So Takemikazuchi is literally just Shinto God of Thunder. Um his name means brave, mighty Thunderbolt man is what I found on Google. So literally it's like, this would be like, uh, like yellow Ranger, just literally in, like invoking like the God of Thor and then casting sort of this, this lightning bolt thing with his bow. Um, this is also a really cool one. Uh, I, I like all these spreads though. I think these are maybe, these are some of the sickest spreads we've gotten. Uh, this whole arc has been amazing. Um,
1: Bruce, I, I and like visual listeners here uh just remember remember this shape of the the beam real quick for later <laughs> I, ha- I have a question on this but let's move on just remember the shape of this, this star beam
0: so yeah i again cool call out just talk about the chapter all, all these are related to shinto gods um like red serpent pink's rebirth uh so what is it okay the the Uh, blue, I think is the cool one. So when I typed a blue into Google translate, it was just like, all right, tell me what Sukunobikino no Kami means, or no, sorry, uh, Ame no Fuyukinu. Um, it gave me back something that was like, that was like wet hair, cold, like wet hair, cold clothes in winter or something like that. And so I think that there is probably a second level here in Japanese that I don't understand because I don't know enough Japanese that, um, Ame no Fuyukinu probably also invokes sort of the feeling of Japan has this, oh, if you go outside with wet hair, you'll catch a cold. Or if you dry your clothes outside, it kind of invokes both of those things as a joke in addition to the God, or maybe the God is the one that kind of initially invoked those, those feelings or jokes at the same time. So anyways, there, there are some layers here that I'm probably not getting because I'm not Japanese and I don't understand that. Um, and maybe even more around the actual lines that they say around it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, this is just sick. I I can't wait because I know by the end of this series we're gonna get what's what's the cl- one classic Ranger thing that we haven't seen yet in Ranger
1: uh, Reject? Them all combining.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, I was yes. Them all combinings or robots or a big robot, which I and I think that's coming by the end of it. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's gotta it, right. It seems too classic to miss it. Yeah, it seems too
0: classic to pass up. So um, I'm hyped for that. But this is cool. Anything else you want to say about this? Just cool, visual, interesting lore, Shinto lore chapter.
1: Uh, No, honestly, I think we said all that needs to be said. It's just a dope chapter, man. That's Uh, really cool. Not not a ton to say, just uh, a feast for the eyes and kind of just hype. Uh, uh, I I, I do think they're going to get fucking slammed next chapter, though. You think someone's going to come
0: back and get them?
1: Uh, well, I, I think it's just like classic battle tropes where the heroes can't, or the quote unquote heroes can't win that easily. Uh, otherwise, the villains are just a huge stomp fest, right? So, yeah, I don't I, know. I, it'll be interesting. Just by story beats, I think they come back and do some sh- do some shenanigans later. Could be all
0: the all the bad guys combined, right? What if multiple uh, executives' powers combined into one or something? Who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows?
0: Cool. Um. Let's talk about a cool chapter one we got. So, uh, I want to say maybe one of our first episodes we ever did, we ended up going over. uh, Did we ever talk about My Hero Vigilantes, My Hero Academia Vigilantes on the podcast? I don't think.
1: 100%. You think
0: we did? did. Okay. I I could not. We talked
1: about the ending.
0: I was going to say, I think we we covered maybe the very last chapter or the second to last chapter because it ended, yeah eight or nine months ago, which is right around the time we were starting the podcast.
1: Um, and for anyone keeping up with us, we talk, like, we talk about it in passing so often because we, we just like uh, Hero Vigilantes yeah. a, a ton. It's so good. Yeah, I um, mean, and
0: especially in comparison to main My Hero, which we talk about maybe more by just shitting on it. Um, but this is called Spider-Man Octopus Girl. And this is by the same two creators who brought you My Hero Academia Vigilantes. That is the writer Hideyuki Furuhashi and the artist Court. Um it,
1: I think it's uh it's pretty funny because when we talk about vigilantes we love Koichi the main character um and Koichi just generally reminds reminds me of Spider-Man. So this yeah, is a shoo-in, sure. right? Uh yeah, so it, this chapter or it's the first chapter uh this series is about Doc Ock kind of quote-unquote body swapping with, or getting isekai into the body of a high school girl in Japan. Yep. And as you can see, this is like classic Doc Ock. He looks like a goofus. Uh, he has his jumpsuit, his dorky haircut. Which He's he literally wearing is.
0: his sort of like 1960s outfit. Shaped. That's just, you know, yeah. a big line across the, it's the, not even a belt, just a big line across his unitard, I guess you could yeah. say. It's very, it's the 60s look of, of Doc Ock. I could, but yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, before we get into the chapter, I, I just like to say I thought this was really fun. I thought this was a good <laughs> start. Um I thought it captured the Spidey beats very well. Uh as well as transitioning into like Japanese high school, right? It, it I feel like it captured the culture and feel of American comics while we were in Spideyverse and then pivoted over to a like a manga.
0: Yeah. Pretty, and this is well. kind of this is kind of a match made in heaven for my Hero Academia, you know, writ large, because uh, uh, Horikoshi, the author of My Hero Academia, has listed Western comics, and Spider-Man specifically, as a huge inspiration for uh, Deku for some of his costume reworks, uh, and yeah, it's My Hero Academia is absolutely sort of based and grounded in Western superhero comics, and so getting... My hero academia to a spin-off of vigilantes with this creative pair, and then the, the spin-off pair gets to do a Western comic spin-off. It's the next thing is that it's just gonna be Horikoshi writing Spider Man, right? Like that's and then we'll have come full circle. I don't think that'll First, ever happen, but it would be interesting. So
1: I, I think every single superhero manga we have read has been inspired by Spider Man because yeah. he's the most relatable beloved superhero.
0: And he also I, I think, think Spider man for the Japanese people and population who are you know primarily focused in big cities like tokyo uh Tokyo and Sapporo and stuff like that, um a New York City type hero that can swing between skyscrapers, I think speaks to their population a lot, whereas uh other superheroes maybe not as much right like Batman's kind of dark neo noir Batman and Superman, I think are very. Also popular, but but they're very Um, American-focused. Spider-Man, yes, he's in New York City, which is very American. He feels a bit more, I think the sort of friendly neighborhood part of uh, Spider-Man is very Japanese in the sense that the Japanese have a sort of social contract of of being your friendly neighborhood Japanese person, right? They clean up after each other. They, they watch, you know, you see kids walking to school and they aren't abducted. There's not a whole lot of crime. Um, so I think the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man just kind of has, I don't know if it has the soul and the essence of the Japanese culture in it or what, but I think that they're just, I think that they're analogs. They fit together really well. So I can totally see why Spider-Man works in Japanese culture.
1: I think Spider-Man is universally relatable. Um, because it, it, it's it like he gets along with his community. That's like the most important part. He's fun. He's a, a working man. Like he's, he's an everyday person. You know, like it, Spider-Man just works on every level. Uh, Got to give it that. But anyway, back to the manga. Uh, Doc Ock is uh, kind of just bungling a fight with Spider-Man as usual. And he uh, gets his AI to swap bodies with a replacement. Uh, sent his consciousness into a replacement uh, before death. However, it kind of messes up because it turns out he wasn't going to die from that fall. And he gets put into the body of someone who is already living. So if you've read Chainsaw Man, this is kind of a uh, the girl ends up being kind of a, a, a voice in his head. Kind of the consciousness is still there, but he is the one in control of the body. And yeah, it plays out, kind of great like he he goes to school uh she's generally getting bullied she's like a nerdy she's like yeah girl. nerdy
0: yeah she's i think 14 uh, but i wanted to point yeah. out real quick uh her name like Okutamiya Otoha i again japanese this is just the japanese language episode of the podcast i'm pretty sure there is this is a joke on octopus somewhere maybe multiple jokes on 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 octopus right um Okuta like ok- O- Octomia, that's like o- like Octomia is like her name, right? Her name is like Octomia o- Octaha or something.
1: Uh, well, I, I think it's like, I think you're exactly right, but it's also like, you know, how Doc Ock rhymes. This is supposed mm. to be kind of like alliterative. There's, and there's a lot of right superhero. Word? Alliteration is the right word for that. Uh, yes, Rit- alliteration is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah okay. um, there's also a lot of superheroes whose names are like. Bruce Banner, like you know, BB B. or Jonah Jameson, you know, like oh, there's all these names in comics that just they cannot stay away from the sort of uh, yeah alliterative uh, catchy, names. yeah, yeah, it's and yeah and oct oh, 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 oh god I can't octomia octomia you just have to say like octomia her name is like octomia otoha, um, but yeah but anyways uh, continue yeah she gets bullied at school. This I like this panel a lot because it shows kind of you think, oh, Doc Ock is in this girl's body. But then you see the sort of spirit of the original girl, um, not of Doc Ock, but of uh, Octomia holding back the the the, arm. the tentacle. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I like how Doc Ock was just going to fucking murder the bullies right then and there uh, through his logical brain. Um, yeah, effectively, they, they go back home. Doc Ock uh, reconciles that there is still a girl. Uh, conscience in his body and that his plan didn't work out exactly like he hoped but is making the best of it luckily he is such a dork that the glow up that the girl is supposed to get in these situations when someone possesses their body for the better is not really a glow up she just turns uh, Doc Ock is such a fucking dork that he turns her into a Mandark lookalike yeah Quite literally,
0: Dexter Mandark, yeah. like very similar.
1: Uh, yeah. Very similar things. Uh, with his goofy 90s haircut uh, that just looks kind of awful and I love it. It's just um, a yeah,
0: very short, non-typical uh, middle school girl haircut for sure.
1: Uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of where we are. He's just doing Doc Ock shit in this yeah. uh, in this chick's body. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes from there. Yeah, I wanted uh, to point
0: out one uh, one little thing that I think sure. is going to end up. Be- I don't know how long this is planning on being. Um, if this is going to be like a long thing, like fifty, a hundred chapters, or if it's just going to be a short little, you know, two or three volumes. Um, but the uh, the original girl whose body Dokak is possessing has a line in here where she says, "It's like my aunt always says." Uh, even with a little power, you can spread a little kindness. And this, to me, I, I look at this and it's like, okay, well, this is gonna, this is what the story is about. Because Spider-Man's thing, where it's spy, where it's Peter and his uncle, and here's this girl and her aunt. Right, the thing that uh, Peter's uncle tells him is, with great power comes great responsibility. And this girl's aunt is telling her, with even a little power, you can spread a little kindness. So, um, to me, this is uh, I, I like this as a chapter one. I think over. Almost every other chapter one we've talked about in the last two or three months, because this one knows to drop its theme in chapter one. And even if you read past this part or didn't catch it, um some people did, I did, and I, I think for sure that by the time we get to the end, this is gonna be this is gonna be the thing, right? The girl is gonna teach Doc Ock that, you know, you may not be the most powerful, but if you have a little bit of power, you can be a little bit kind and that'll make all the difference. Because it's sort of a mirroring for Peter and with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, because if, if Peter misuses that power, you know, it is Peter's responsibility to use his power for good. That's like, with great power comes great responsibility is the sort of, I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman of Spider-Man. So uh, it was really cool to see this in the first chapter. Cause like I said, we don't, we don't see this a whole lot.
1: And, and also it's, it's just kind of what Doc Ock needs instead of the great power comes great responsibility, which is what Peter needs it's just like, Hey, be a little nicer, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead uh, of a I'll- weak
0: person becoming strong and not knowing what to do with their power, it is a strong person learning to become nice, uh, which is, right. I think actually, which is maybe the more obvious theme of this is that, Oh, clearly doc Ock is not going to just like murk his whole class, right? Like he's going to learn to be nice. He's going to do some good things. I mean, even I would say, and this is another reason why I love this chapter one is that even by the end of the chapter, doc Ock has a little bit of character growth because, the girl tells him, like, save that cat, do some good. And he does save the cat. Now, he does it by, like, absolutely wrecking the the truck that's about to hit it. He does it in kind of a bad guy way, but, um, but he does save the cat. And to me, that's even just the tiniest amount of character growth shown over chapter one, along with, like, stating your theme clearly of what you're going for in the story. This is, to me, is like a... I have, like, a, made up a word. I'm like a structural... I'm like a structuralist of story. I really like stories that, like, have structure and understand it and use it well this is like you've stated your main theme you've introduced your characters you've given them their personalities and you've developed them a little bit right doc Ock does change from the start of the story from the start of chapter one to the end um this is like yes check 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 check, check checking all my boxes so i i love this chapter
1: one also doc Ock saves the guy within the truck uh while causing all this chaos so it's like kind of perfect it shows that he really doesn't give a shit about property damage. He's a villain. But he did do the due diligence and technically saved both parties involved, right? Right, uh, right. Yeah. It's kinda of like he did it
0: in kind of a shitty way, but yes, he did he did save
1: everyone. So. He did it. Yeah. Uh, so either way, strong start. Looking forward to seeing more of this.
0: Cool, 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 cool. Let's talk about a little bit of news before we get to the the big new weekly Shonen and jump thing. Um Speaking of all this, uh, of the of the My Hero Academia vigilantes crew, Betancourt and Furuhashi, um, rumor has it on Twitter that My Hero Academia vigilantes is getting an anime. Um, we've how long have we been saying, "Wow, when this gets an anime, people are gonna be blown away because it's just like so much better than My Hero Academia." And the and the first the first part of it, the first arc of vigilantes is like so good. Um, I'm hyped for this. I-
1: I agree. Um, I spoke to a friend today, and he said, when does it get good? It didn't capture me like my hero did. So there is a chance that we're just hipsters. Or I don't know. About this. But yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I think it's legitimately good.
0: I'm trying to think of, it, it is a little slow, maybe the first like six or seven chapters, but once it kind of gets into the like, okay, the the B-girl and it's knuckle duster's daughter. Like, you know that pretty quickly and all that. Like once the family drama stuff starts and you get all that going, like, I feel like it goes, but also you get like, and I thought it was
1: good from the get go, to be honest. So I don't know, maybe I also thought, I also thought chapter one is
0: like good from the, but I mean, I will also say that I think my hero academia does have a really strong start as a, as a shonen. like its first couple of, uh, it's first like two or three arcs are like some of its best. Like, the the training and then the sports festival fighting competition or whatever like my might be its best arc and then the, the training in the woods that's like its i don't know fourth third or fourth full arc or something like those are all really the the best parts of My Hero Academia so I do understand if people uh, maybe bounce off of this also Koichi is a little quirky and weird at the start right he's like
1: oh I love it um, he's I, I like him better than Deku but he's
0: yeah, it's much less typical shown in protagonist and much more kind of like dorky dude, He's but also man. like, yeah, I yeah, also, I feel like if you can get to the, the I'll say very minor sh- spoilers just for a thing that happens, but if you can get to like the bus jump, like that is the coolest moment in Vigilantes for me, probably, except for maybe like the last, the whole last arc was very cool, but like the bus jump is like, holy that was, shit, that's
1: cool. That was hype. It's super cool. Uh, Cooler than any
0: power of Deku has gotten by like a mile and it's the most simple thing and it's so cool.
1: It's because it feels earned, right? Exactly, Um, yep. And I think that's super important. But I I, I get why uh, My Hero Academia has... Like, I think a school setting is an innate buy-in. There's a reason why Harry Potter is popular as Mm -hmm. well. Like, a magic school setting is just like an easy sell for a lot of people, including me. Because it's like... It's nice to... Like, what if I went to... I I don't know if this relates to younger people now, but when I was young, it's like, what if I went to Hogwarts, which house would I be in?
0: Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, I think for sure people are thinking about my hero academia in the same way. Like what if I went to, what the fuck is their school called?
1: Uh, Uh, UA,
0: UA. Yeah. Um, well, if I went to UA, I, there is a whole subset I've seen online of people designing their own, what are they called? Uh, they're like own characters that go to UA that are you know friends with the the people from My Hair Academia. It is it's exactly.
1: It's, I think it's, it's exactly us the same when we were as Harry Potter games, exactly okay? it's
0: exactly so, yeah. like us when we were young with Harry Potter, um, and all that jazz. Yeah,
1: yeah, but hey, either way, uh, it's a little off topic, but it's very cool to see that uh, it it might get an anime. I would love to see it, man.
0: Yeah, and and it's I don't have any plans to reread vigilantes but rewatching it would be great um because yeah i knuckle duster is maybe the best character in across both like both my hero and vigilantes knuckle duster is like the best
1: it's funny i, I said the exact same thing i think knuckle duster is probably the best character from that universe and Koichi's a strong second
0: yeah koichi is very good i mean i really like pop step 2 and i think um i think pop step will be more popular than people think because i think with oshinoko and a bunch of an idol stuff is like actually just like more like bigger than it was when this was being published initially uh and i think it'll be interesting to see the sort of quote-unquote idol culture from more of like a street level like oh it isn't like she just hit it big she literally performs on the street for the first like half of the series or whatever right and is like her biggest performance is on top of like a shopping center for a couple hundred people so um i think that'll be interesting so
1: yeah, and it will be nice having a well-written female character in in the My Hero Academia universe, right?
0: A couple of them actually. I I would say I mean My Hero Academia has half of a well-written character maybe. Uh this like pop step the B girl whose name I don't remember is a very well-written female character. Um the like manager lady whose name I'm forgetting is also a cool female character. Uh the the mirror. But those are all
1: uh, to to preface this is. These are all characters in vigilantes. Yeah, these are all
0: vigilantes Definitely. characters because these two, because uh, Furuhashi actually knows how to write women. Um, yeah. The flashbacks with Mirako make her like six times as good of a character as she ever was in uh, in my and in I mean, regular my hero. Like she was just kind like of like not too. Yeah, I do. She's she, a cool, interesting kind of like one off character, but she isn't like she doesn't like get development or grow or do any of that like she does in in the flashback stuff. So, agreed. Another anime adaptation, The 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You, or whatever that title ends up being, uh, got an official anime announcement. Um, Have have you read any of this?
1: I hate horror and stuff, so I didn't, but I hear it's just a shit post.
0: It seems like an enormous shit post. This is on my to read, and I like to catch up on reading stuff before anime comes out, because I think... uh, Anime catches eyes and ears, and it's good to talk about the manga when it comes. So I, this this might be the next thing on my list. Uh, I'll jump straight from uh, Urasawa's seinen goodness to th- th- shitpost harem and see how it I'm fine feels. with that,
1: man. Uh, like, uh, let me know, though, because if it is uh, a harem and it is sincere in its plot, then I'm not interested. But if it is a shitpost, then I am interested.
0: Everything I've seen is that this is an absolute... like primarily shitpost comedy series. Um okay, Just kind yeah. of, I, I I was reading, I think the discussion of the latest chapter and the main character, like literally like asked the author, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Like, what am I supposed to do with <laughs> at me? So uh, kind of fourth wall breaking meta. It seems like it's going to be fun or funny. I, I'm kind of excited to start it. So uh that animation becoming whenever we get more news on it. Nice. Uh. One more anime announcement, Uh, Oshinoko by Akakasaka and Mengo Yokoyari, the manga, uh, is getting a second anime season. I believe the last episode of that aired last night. Uh, We're recording this on Wednesday, so I think that aired Tuesday or Monday in Japan. Um, But yeah, Oshinoko is great. I'm glad it's going to get a season two. I think we didn't talk about the chapter. Yeah, we didn't talk about the chapter this week. We will probably be talking about it next week because there were some bombs dropped, Um, Mm -hmm, which we won't spoil. But... Uh, yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic series. I think it's probably four or five seasons total. They'll get through all of it, but yeah, glad to hear this.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, of course, I'm sure this is enterprising to everyone, including us, because it did so well, right? Yeah, I I mean, it it did
0: great. The, um, the opening song, which I think is just called Idol, um, by like Yasobi, I think that's the name of the um artist there that hit like number 7 on some charts like over here in the west uh because ah. if you have not heard the uh, heard or seen the full opening of Oshinoko go and look it up cuz it it is actually a really really cool song um Kanojo Okarimasu one of the great literary achievements of our time season 3 coming soon i didn't put it on here but i've been seeing it all over twitter because i still follow that uh can't wait
1: uh, which one is is that the rented girlfriend one? Rent a girlfriend, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, please
0: respond. Don't leave me hanging here. It's I a- I, I I
1: just had no. I was like processing what that was because there is so many girlfriend type. I forgot what the he dates two sisters There's a different girlfriend one. Anyway, there's I mean there's uh,
0: like Kanojo, Kanojo, which I think is that one. You're no the one you're talking about is domestic Domekano domestic, domestic no Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's the one that one, out, yeah, that one. Yeah are we i'm someday i might go back and finish reading that it, it was not all bad but it was very bad <laughs>
1: um, I, I i think that i think those drama series are are like a guilty pleasure for you
0: well especially when they're they're not dramas they're like melodramas and that's melodramas, like yeah. yes that that absolutely is a guilty pleasure cuz shit like um boys abyss which i've been trying to get you to read for like 2 years now 2 or 3 years that yeah. is That is such a melodrama, and it's like so. It's legitimately like serious and good, but it is also so melodramatic that it's like you just laugh at how wild the shit that happens is. But it's just like it's a roller coaster of deep, dark, but not depressing stuff. That uh, I don't know. I love. I love Boys Abyss. I Domekana was awesome. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend is not that kind of thing. Rent a Girlfriend is light and. Dog shit, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you'll know if you go back and listen to the early. Uh, I want to say it's in the maybe the first five or six episodes you ever recorded. I talked about uh, Rent a Girlfriend and talked about how it's not as bad as everyone thinks. The character writing is really pretty good. It had some really good arcs. Um, none of that is true anymore. The story it has been dog shit for a half a month, <laughs> half a year, or something. It is this most recent arc is is everything that people have been said about it is true. So
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that. I I'm just, I'm just here to revel in the shit, I guess. Uh, I, I, I have no investment. I don't know anything about rent a girlfriend aside from reading Reddit comments every once in a while and hearing what you have to say about it. Yeah. Uh, but well, and the, yeah, it's the saddest- every time, though.
0: yeah. one of the sad things about um both the slight downfall of Reddit and the, Start of the K manga app is that those discussion posts don't get very high or they don't show up at all anymore because you have to literally pay money to read Rent a Girlfriend and no nobody's doing that. All these people were, uh, including me, were happy to read a shitty Rent a Girlfriend chapter and talk about it and shit post about it. But now it's like I'm not paying money to read it, so nobody's <laughs> reading it. The series, the last post they released, I think got like maybe eighty upvotes on the thing and had like twenty comments, like nothing. Right? These used to be things that were like. Not very upvoted, right? Like maybe 400 upvotes, but then they would have like 3,000 comments on how shit yeah. the series was, and that just is gone. Which is kind of which kind of disappointing. That's but.
1: that's a little sad. I, I I do love when people like in kind of like a small club, so it's not affecting the author either. Just gather around and, and talk shit about something, you know? Uh, like it's just fun to watch.
0: It is uh, one last thing. You're if you're listening to this as we publish it, so on either. Saturday or Sunday, Mashal is ending like right now. Um, Mashal ends essentially tomorrow when you're listening to this, or maybe it's already ended. Uh, Sunday, the, what is that? July 1st or are we? Uh, July 2nd. Um, we'll be yes. the last chapter of Mashal. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, we'll probably end up talking about this next week because it'll be over. Um, but yeah, sad to see it come to an end, but happy that it had the run it did.
1: And it, it, the ending was just fun. So, uh, good shit, Mashal. You laid yeah. it strong.
0: Cool. Let's talk about one more new series. This is like, we've been for two and a half months, three months now. We've just been talking about new series almost every single week. Um, maybe this is the last one. Maybe it's not. Uh, this is Weekly shown Shonen Jump. Another new one. I think this is, like we were talking about, this is needed to replace... Stuff that's ending, or stuff that's winding down, or stuff they're going to cancel. Um, this is Icehead Gill by Ikuyo Hachia. Um This is a this was an interesting little shonen uh, that did, I would say, a lot. I would say too much in chapter one. Um, Gill has a pattern on his chest that I think he wanted to to call out. Let me. Yeah, it,
1: like it's the same as that that guy's cross uh, from the ranger reject the old beam that i asked you to remember right. uh, everyone has uh, like what is this goku uniform-esque cross that everyone seems to the, i think love in anime
0: this is uh this is evangelion is what this is i think um the, yeah,
1: the, yeah cause, uh, th- th- that's what the, happens when they turn into goop in Evangelion. oh it's the
0: explosions so it's just um what's his name who made it, it was literally just like Christian mythology is cool. What if every explosion was a cross shape? And then they looked like this. And so everyone, it's also kind of like a diamond shape. I don't know. I, and, I think this is like, just, it's just an Evangelion. It to kill
1: a kill school. Yeah. Kill a school. Yeah. Uh, man, I but love yeah, I, I don't know. It's just something I noticed. Uh, they all, so, so many diamond shaped patterns in anime.
0: And it's always three of them.
1: It's always three. Of them. Or a bunch know, of them
0: pattern. in a row. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, It's kind of hard to boil down everything that happens in this chapter. Because a lot happens in this chapter, right? Uh, You meet Gil, and he's in a town. uh, And he talks to you about his history. And then he gets captured. And then he gets sent to the north. And then we meet this sort of,
1: like, aggressive... Statue of Liberty, yeah. Yeah,
0: Statue of Liberty landlady Ice Queen, who is making him, like, pull her sled to go collect taxes. Um, And then he fights a bad dude who shows up. And then uh, we have a flashback to his dad. And then... She gives him, uh, the, the lady gives Gil a diary that belonged to his dad where he talks about, what is it, like liches or something like that? And then a lich shows up in town and then that lich possesses a dude that they know and then they fight. Uh, the lich dude cuts the girl's arm off. Gil gets an axe and cuts the dude's head off. He also stops uh the people from attacking the girl. Um... Uh, he, and then at the very end, he sets off back on his sort of Norse. There's a lot of kind of Norse theming in the North here. Um, he sets off back in his goat to go back to the royal capital where he started. Um, Boy, and I guess that'll lead into my first kind of major complaint about this, although I didn't think it was all bad, is that there's too much in this chapter one. There's like a whole volume of stories in chapter one. And it's it went way too fast. didn't go into enough detail. Introduced 19 plot points. Not necessarily too many characters. I think the character amount was, was fine. But, I mean, like, you just heard me describe in the thing. He, like, goes to four different locations and f- has two different fights and we're introduced to a character who then has a massive loss of an arm. I mean, sure, One Piece also did this, but that's, I think, a little bit of a different case. But
1: I don't same know, how- is is kind of One Piece, isn't it? It's reminiscent of Loopy shipping off.
0: Yeah, um, and maybe that's... Yeah. Yeah, and maybe I'll maybe I'll be wrong about this, and this is the right amount to put in chapter one, and people will love it. Um, I think the art is okay, uh, character design is pretty good. I think the Norse the Norse inspiration is is unique enough. Um, the thing that this reminds me most of is our little darling from two seasons introduction ago, G- Ginkga and Luna. Right?
1: It does. It, it very much reminds me of Ginkga and Luna, and I yeah, think it and reminds it, a lot of people of that. Uh, I did not think it was as strong as Geek and Luna. Um,
0: no, and Geek and Luda had a good chapter one and then started moving too fast. So that, yeah. uh, but the kind of the, the visual design, these kind of Norse, Northern starting. Um, but Give me your other,
1: uh, overall opinion on this. Like kind of, how did you feel about that first shot?
0: It, while I don't think it was bad, I also don't think that it inspired me to necessarily care or keep reading, although I'm not also turned off by it. i I felt very middling on it on like this could be fine. I, I don't I don't it's hard for me to come to a conclusion because it didn't give me enough time to breathe and like really process what it gave me in this chapter, which I think is why the first thing I called out was there's just too much in this chapter because that's kind of a big sin for me. Um, I don't know how I feel. i I'm I think I'm curious to read chapter two, which I think is good. But I'm curious to read Chapter 2 to see if it slows down or keeps going at this breakneck speed, right? Because if it keeps going at this breakneck speed, it's just going to be Ginkga and Luna Part 2. And I already think, it, like you said, it's not quite as good as Ginkga and Luna was. And Ginkga and Luna got canceled in, you know, uh, 29 chapters or something. So, who knows? Yeah. How did you feel about uh, about Icehead Gil?
1: Uh, very much the same. I thought it was okay. Um, and I, I kind of, honestly, I went in expecting to not like it because I don't like the main character design at all
0: he's uh, he, very he's a very small there's a i put so he's like a, a literally a chibi and like like look at this little he's, he's a, a child he's here. a tiny
1: little guy yeah. he's just a
0: tiny little dude he reminds me it reminds me of gone uh from he, hunter hunter exactly. a lot of that kind of like i'm a small little dude but i'm very powerful
1: um uh he he is one-to-one gone from yeah, hunter, but, to hunter and like always has a smile
0: everything. on his face yeah it's very stereotypical shonen protagonists I would say, like, shown protagonist of kind of the late '90s, early 2000s. Like, this um, is
1: more gone than any other character. Even you're you're right. you're apt with that. Like, it's one to one gone.
0: And, and gone is is I won't say a rip off, but gone is heavily inspired from just the original Goku from Dragon Ball, who is also just kind of small little dude, very powerful, uh, kind of a goofy wild card type dude. So they're all, and that probably has inspirations past that I don't know about. But yeah, children I
1: mean, from. Inspired by children. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, know, inspired uh, by
0: re- real-life children. Um, yeah, uh, but he's... Uh, again, it feels... Does his design and his personality feel dated to you? Or does it just feel like, ah, oh, yes, this is this is what shonen protagonists are every once in a while?
1: So here's what I thought, right? Like, overall, I thought it was just okay, but I think it does have some things I like. Uh, I think the design is dated. I think the character archetype is dated. But yeah. I thought that Gil was cute. I thought he was a convincingly written little kid. And I thought uh, he won me over as a character a little bit in this, in this first chapter. I liked him. And yeah. I liked that the statue of Liberty while she looked evil. It um, was a good guy. I it was, was actually, a
0: yeah, good I, I did like that turn too. She was probably my favorite character in chapter one. Cause she's very, you think like, Oh, it's she's enslaved him and she's the tax collector and everybody hates her, but it's like, no, she's kind of more like the mayor. And it's like, yeah, taxes are, Taxes are bad, but they also build roads, and you need those roads. She's a much, uh, much more nuanced character than probably anybody else in the chapter, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd i agree with that. And, you know, I, I think you covered all my criticisms. It's It went way too fast. The pacing was a mess. Like, uh, a lot of this is just writing we've seen before. But I think there were a, a few cool tidbits. Um, aside from me liking Gil as a character so far, I... I thought there were some funny moments, like the drunkard guy who they, they gave a death sentence to gave like poison to. Um, There was a character who's drunk in the village and like killed someone. And to show that uh, Gil is strong, he took him out in this, in this panel. This one. Yeah. And uh, the statue of Liberty lady was like, okay, death sentence for you. And has him tied to a bed. And and all this guy talks about is booze. He's like, Gil asks him something. He's like, is that a kind of booze? And uh she's and so like, I asked okay, about that's liches
0: that. or something, right? He's like, Oh, have you heard of Liches? He's like, Is that a drink?
1: Is that a drink? And like right as he was about to die, she he, he she was giving him like a tonic to kill him. And he's like, Oh, is this a boost? Thanks a bunch. And he drinks it and dies. And I'm like, that's fucking great. That's like that's a joke that they didn't emphasize at all. It's just weird. I love yeah. it. Uh I also like his attack names because they kind of show you the the life the character lived. They're all just based off of animals he hunted. It's weasel hunting in this panel. And in the one he kills the lich, it's caribou hunting. And Yeah,
0: I don't think I got the one where he kills the lich, but yeah, I do remember that.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was like a, a cool little detail that shows you the life he's lived, even though you, you as the audience haven't seen it, you know?
0: Yeah. I also really, as a design thing, I really like the design of the lich um, as the sort of, it's... Reminds me of like every kind of Norse undead, which is more common. I mean, we've seen it with like God of War, Wrath of the Lich King, Wow, stuff like that is what I'm thinking of. Um, and this is like, yeah, this is kind of taken straight out of you know the God of War, the new God of War games where he's in uh, uh, the what uh, lands am I thinking of? The Norse mythology
1: lands. There you go, yeah, um, Norse land
0: this sort of Norse undead idea of like a a warrior who has died. And so I, the, this design here is really good. And I may not love Gil's design, but it is unique. I like the girl's design. I think the designs here are pretty good, which is kind of um, like a comparison, like we were saying, similar to Ginkga and Luna. I liked all the designs and the characters and stuff in Ginkgo and Luna, especially early on, even though it moved too fast. So yeah, what I, I think um, you can tell me if you agree with me, but I think what I'm really looking for in chapter two here is for this to like slam on the fucking brakes and like slow way down, tell one story over two or three chapters. Uh, because if it keeps going, if it keeps packing two or three ideas into every chapter where this chapter had, you know, five or six ideas, you know, four locations and two bad guys to fight. And it's, which is too much for chapter one. Um, I, I hope it slows down. I think if it slows down, this could be pretty decent.
1: I think so too. And you know, it's arts a bit old school, but I, I don't, see an axe looming right away like I do with some of these other series I think I think this has legs and I think it's also important that Gil is written consistently going forward and kind of because I thought I I was surprised that I ended up liking Gil I I didn't expect to like this weird looking dude but he's uh I thought he was kind of charming so as long as the main character stays good and consistent as we go I'll be pretty satisfied
0: with this yeah i mean shonen's kind of live and die on if if you don't love the main character or the side characters good enough that's kind of the i would call it like the bleach the bleach problem right? like what's the main characters ich- ichigo, ichigo is not the most interesting character in bleach but a lot of people like one of the side characters oh i love is there a guy named brad um
1: no <laughs> no who
0: is brad from
1: uh oh you're thinking chad yeah chad
0: yeah, chad. chad yeah chad there you go um uh, chad brad name, something
1: that I was thinking about it. yeah but uh no and ichigo started out interesting um yeah ichigo,
0: like i've read the first couple of chapters of of bleach and, and yeah Ichigo's just, not a bad protagonist for a little bit he's trying trying to protect his sisters trying
1: to he had work. a personality he
0: know? definitely like, had a personality yeah so yeah i mean this is i don't know what else to say other than like this was not bad it wasn't great but it wasn't bad and i think uh It's got me interested enough to read more chapters, right? This is not Noe's Exorcist where it's obviously this is going to not be a good series and it has proved true consistently. Um, Yeah, curiosity peaked. Interesting setting. I think the Norse setting, um, I mean, this could end up being, you know, this could end up being a, you know, sort of demon slayer, one piece in plus Norse mythology type thing, right? Where it's like, yeah, go and kill liches. That's just demons uh, rebranded, but it's got a Norse mythology coat of paint on it axe attacks i don't know it it has potential for sure to just be kind of a your typical shonen with a one unique twist on it
1: i i honestly think they have to go very dark as well um just based off the, the tone of this and the fact that you're using a character this young if you're going to make gone from hunter x hunter and not put the character through incredibly dark shit uh i heard that i know i'm gonna whisper Uh, it it's not you don't say the x
0: you don't we will have this argument on the podcast you do not say the x not not this time the author has said it out loud he says hunter hunter you do not say the x and
1: the creator of the gif calls it the drift and Mm -hmm. so we live anyway uh (laughs) you have to put the character through a a lot of dark shit otherwise this character is too young to be relatable otherwise you know i i don't know um
0: I that that's a good call out. I I agree with you. I do think you need to go dark and I think I think chapter 1 um I think chapter 1 showed us that in this in the the Statue of Liberty girl losing her arm, right? Like I think this is pretty brutal and dark for, you know, like what could what may appear to be a uh very childish shonen thing. Like I think I mean one piece is an example I'll go to because in chapter 1 of one piece big spoilers a character loses an arm as kind of a sacrifice to protect uh, another character um but yeah i mean i you i think you're right I, I hope it sticks to it i hope it does go dark i think his dad and liches and undead i think it has potential um you're right that it, it can't be too it can't be too lighthearted and easy here because i don't i think when and i think maybe this is what you were getting at too um but you can't have sort of a lighthearted main character in a also kind of lighthearted and low stakes environment, because then it doesn't, you can't take anything seriously, but a lighthearted character in a more serious and dark environment, that's, that works better. Um, and one piece Hunter, Hunter, uh, I don't know what else, who else has like a cute main character where things get serious.
1: And I, I think in stories like this, right. let's use Hunter x Hunter, for example, gone as a character, he, like the reason he is young is so the themes of loss of innocence appear as you go and they pop up very typical hero's journey
0: growth of the main character. Yeah.
1: And I, I think with a character this young, usually you do like manga does a high schooler because that's their target audience, right? Uh, they, um, like a middle schooler to high schooler and that's your target audience. And that's what your readers relate to because they are either living or have just lived that experience. Uh a lot of people can't remember being this young. So when you use a character this like that's like six or seven, like Gil is. No, because uh, he's
0: like he's like eleven, right? He's like ten or eleven. He's a tiny He's tiny. very small, but I think he's like like middle school aged, right? Is what, where I would put him. I don't know.
1: Maybe he's a little younger. Either young, way, so. I, I, I see the, the this this manga using that theme and it's a strong one and it should be used. So looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I I definitely talking, you talk about that definitely uh, shows me that there is potential here. And honestly, like you pointing out that all these dark themes with a kind of lighthearted young main character, the the journey, the loss of innocence, I think the seeds of that are all planted here, right? Like his his dad left him, there's darkness stuff, the lich thing, the girl losing her arm. Like, I think it's actually planted the seeds for all those to happen. So now if they just have to follow through with it and yeah, this could be, this could be good.
1: Dude, I love that bear, by the way. It's, it's just
0: kind of random.
1: <laughs> There's a little bear over there. Yeah. Hope he's in the manga. i love to see him around.
0: Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah. Anything else on Icehead Gill by Ikuo Hachia?
1: I think we owe it to the audience to state that we know he looks just like a, a young Rengoku from Demon Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because he does. he does. He does. We we all see it. Uh, yeah, this... he, he, he's back again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this one. Um... This one is not sort of hiding its inspirations I don't feel like. I mean,
1: not at all,
0: yeah. It it, but clearly, it doesn't need to, right? No, but and I think it's remixing it enough to where it isn't uh it isn't sort of a negative. Oh, I see where that like I will mention again the sort of uh protector character losing their arm in chapter 1. Like that's taken straight out of One Piece. Like it just is. It but like it just it works here also. Like it's it's not a bad thing to take. So, yep, I Curious enough to keep reading, which I think is a pretty is a pretty successful chapter one, even if I'm not totally thinking, like, that's the best chapter one? Not the best chapter one of the bunch, not the best chapter one we've gotten this year, certainly. Um, but interested in keeping reading, so.
1: Uh, yeah, me too. And there is a part of my brain, I promise you, that will freak out if this is successful, even though Ginkah Luna died. And you're just going to have to forgive that part of me, because I will freak out about that. But... I hope this does well and I hope it keeps being interesting.
0: I think it all, I literally think it all depends on if this, if this series can slam on the brakes or not, because Gink and Luna did not slam on the brakes. Mm-hmm. And I think if it had, I think it would have been more Me successful um, because that was a good, I mean, that was a well-written series with cool designs, interesting magic and a great lead character, both two leading characters. Um, I agree. This yeah. one we'll see. Uh, we'll so see. yeah, that's I said Gil uh, by Ikuo Hachia. So, what else are we doing this week? That's it for Manga. Tell me about I will tell you about what I am doing. I'm going to Yeah, first. yeah. Uh um, give
1: us the 20th Century Boys update.
0: I finished uh Naoki Urasawa's 20th Century Boys. Um let me tell you first about 20 about 20th Century Boys and you will see why I have vocalized it in that way. When I finished Twentieth Century Boys, I was extremely disappointed. It was an awful ending. Everything ground to a halt, and I thought, that is terrible. Why is that really the ending? Uh and then I looked and turns out that the um series basically just changes its name for 16 chapters to 21st Century Boys, which is kind of plot relevant. Um and then this the the series is finished with, I think it's like there's like 22 volumes of 20th century boys, and there's two volumes of 21st century boys. They are the same story. 21st century boys, literally, I won't even say it picks up where it left off. It is literally just the continuation of the story. So, um, all the that being said, just
1: happened, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
0: all that being said, twenty 20th century boys and 21st century boys, um, as a series, is is awesome. It is also, I would say. Not my favorite thing by Urasawa. I've only, this is my third Urasawa thing. It's probably my least favorite Urasawa thing. That being said, <coughs> this is like a nine a 9.2 or a 9.1. This is like an A plus instead of an S. Um, it's just really long and there's a lot of characters and Urasawa is really good at using all those characters. It's just when something you have is like, this is 280 something chapters long total. Um, When something is this long, I think you're just naturally going to have moments that are better than others, and you're going to have low points uh, that are just not quite as interesting or not quite as good. Um, And because it's this long, I think it just had more of those for me. Um, Still really good. Uh, Any series—so I finished this earlier in the day. um, And any series that makes me go, oh shit, I have to go back and read chapter one again because of the stuff that happened— I love that. Like anything that, any movie with twists or whatever that makes me go back and like, oh shit, I need to rewatch this part or I need to go watch the movie again to see what happens. Um, I need to go back and read chapter one. I I love that. That's such a cool, um, a cool planned writing storytelling thing. Um, And I did that. And it's very cool to go back and read chapter one of 20th Century Boys after finishing the story and see like, Oh yeah, it was all planned. And I think I talked about it with monster and I think I talked about it, uh, maybe not as much as Pluto just gets a little bit shorter, but with monster, you know, everything was planned out and same thing with 20th century boys. It doesn't matter how massive the cast is or how, I mean, this story spans from the years of like a 1969 to 2017 with a lot of, with a group of most of the, same characters, um, in different phases of their life, in different phases of the world, etc. Um, really cool. I It goes places I didn't expect it to go. Uh, it does things that are wild and crazy. It sticks to its theme. It sticks to a lot of wild stuff. A um, lot of names to remember. Really good. Uh, I would definitely say if you're interested in reading Urasawa, don't start with this. Start with Pluto or Monster. Um, still good. Uh, it's It's kind of hard to... I, I cannot unlimited praise this quite as much as I could Monster or Pluto just because for me specifically, I like art that is only as long as it needs to be. And I think this was a little, I think 20th Century Boys for me is a little long. Like I think this could have dropped a hundred chapters maybe and been been the same story and been maybe a little bit tighter. uh But I mean, that being said, this is the kind of story that you do not, that kind of now Kurosawa is certainly not the only person doing uh, this kind of like mature seinen that is not mature because it's filled with sex and drugs and murder and blood. Although there's like a little bit of that sprinkled in, it's mature because it's about, you know, families and relationships. And like we mentioned um, loss of innocence and growing up. And like, that is a huge core of 20th century boys, but it's not growing up from you know, a a boy into a slightly older boy or a boy into a young man. It's like these characters growing up from boys to young men to middle-aged men to old men and how that has an effect on the world around them and how the world around them affects what they're doing and how they grow. Yeah. I mean, again, Ursa was just this kind of master at the master at this like actual mature story. And as, as, like I said, not, not maturity from, you know, sex, blood violence, but maturity from adults having adult... I've This is maybe the only manga I've ever read where the protagonists are, for the majority of the manga, like in their 50s, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Like, oh. I, have you ever... I mean, have you ever read a manga where... I mean, every single character on this, on the... You look at on screen here, right? You've got uh, the girl in the third volume there. She's like the youngest one, but she's like a kid in the nineties and then she grows up and she's kind of a secondary protagonist later on. Everybody else on here is like, is literally in their fifties for most of the story. So, and they're, they're the protagonists. They're the heroes. They're the people who fight, uh, which is just, it's cool to see. You just do not see, you do not see people making manga like Urasawa does very often in the, in this kind of, yeah, mature, like aged people doing age things. I had the same thing with, uh, same thing with monster, which I read a couple of months ago. It's like, you know, a grown doctor chasing a grown man and grown women and older people doing older people, mature things. Uh, also, I mean, I'll repeat what I said then. Urasawa pretty much makes uh, HBO show blockbusters. This one, I think, is one of those ones where you're like, ah, well, this one is like the too many seasons show, but not necessarily that the last season is bad. It's that like, well, season four and season six weren't very good. They were kind of struggling to find what it was, but the whole series is still really good. So... Yeah, I mean, if you like Urasawa and you haven't read 20th Century Boys, I I recommend it. It is very good. Uh, it is, I would say, not as good as Monster, not as good as Pluto. Um, next on my list, I think, is is Billy Bat, uh, which is a little bit shorter. It's like 160 chapters, about the same length as Monster. So definitely curious to check that out. I, from what I understand, that has some Batman inspiration. So uh, Batman oh, is the, okay. the DC comic that I'm kind of the most. Uh, the most invested in through years of reading that, but
1: yeah. uh, I will say one thing. And I, when I was like 18 or 19, I'm in my early thirties now, so it's Bruce. Uh, but when I was that age, I couldn't get into monster. Um, it was too much of a slow burn. For Very me, yeah. and I didn't find it to be super relatable at that age. Uh, so if you, if you are younger and you find yourself feeling the same things, uh, just uh, don't, don't get into it at that point, just wait a little bit. And I feel like certain subject matters open up to you more as you, uh, get a little older. And it's not meant to be a slight asking you guys to grow up or anything. It's just, uh, I I think you'll find things appeal, like different things you didn't use to find appealing, even at like age 20 that you will at age 30. So I don't know, give it some time. Well, and that's,
0: I mean, that's, that's an interesting call out because the, First 50 chapters or so, kind of the first season of 20th Century Boys, takes place in the 90s, where most of these characters are in their early 30s. I want to say, let me see, 79, I'm going to do the math. I think they're like in the late 20s, early 30s, most of them. Um, And that was like the part that I liked the most because it felt, I could relate to that part the most, right? There's all these people in these sort of dead-end jobs, or they've tried to, you know, like the the main character, Kenji, is like, oh, he's tried to start a band, but it broke apart, it failed, it didn't work, but he still kind of plays on the guitar. A lot of these things that were like, oh yeah, I relate to that. I relate to kind of like trying to chase your dreams and failing or, you know, trying to play guitar and not playing anymore. I put my guitars away, but they used to be back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, in absolutely what you're saying is right, that it's like, I because I related to that first part so much, I definitely became more invested in the story later on. So yeah, if you're if you're younger, uh, you might relate more to the flashbacks to when these characters are, you know, in, in middle school, in sixth grade and fifth grade, uh, which is where a lot of the story takes place. Uh, or if maybe you're 50, and if you're 50, you're probably going to feel a lot of relation to the kind of later chapters where all these characters have um, not only gone through those kind of dead-end jobs and moved on from them, but now they are facing lots of regrets and, and you know, going on with their life and approaching what could be the end of their life, etc. So, um don't, don't super interesting 50, series
1: 50-year-old 50 viewership that they're depressed and they're going to die soon. <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs>
0: I mean, kidding. maybe there's not they're going to die soon, but else. I think there is a I think there is a shared experience for a lot of people that is touched on in in this work specifically about uh aging and growing older and the phases of your life and what you the kind of trials I'm and tribulations joking. you face during I, I those. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is super interesting. This is there's uh, There's a lot going on here Um, because there's so much more than there is to parse in something like Pluto or monster. It's a little bit harder to wrap my head around. Uh, Mm -hmm. Still, still think it's really good. Still think it's, I don't think I would, I would put this up in the, it's one of the best pieces of art I've ever consumed, but it is definitely one of the best manga I've ever read. Start to finish. So.
1: Good to hear. Uh, I, I, I'll have to, I can't speak on it. Uh, I'll have to give you kind of a Pluto update when I, I go through it. Um, yeah, you
0: should definitely you should definitely give that a read because that one's really. Of good.
1: course, uh, on our list of classics, uh, we're going through Nausicaa shortly, and we'll be dropping some mini episodes here in a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, you universe. should should be seeing
0: episode one. Maybe not this week, but maybe next week. Uh, we have we have to record it, and I want to do a little bit of work on the, uh, getting a good thumbnail set for that that we can use for every part, but. Uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna be doing that. We're gonna be reading. I bought the two volume, big big volume. I don't know. Oh, from you Amazon. got them nice. Yeah, to read them physical because I have, I don't own very many physical copies. The physical
1: copies cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to read. I was doing some history research on Hayao Miyazaki and, uh, sort of the early eighties is when he read this and the inspiration and stuff is there. It's super interesting stuff. So yeah, look look forward to that. We'll, uh, that like I said, that'll be up soon.
1: In a week yeah, well, we'll chat about that soon. And uh, honestly, it's a Ghibli movie. Go watch Nausicaa. You can keep up with our conversations. Uh, the manga goes past the movie and kind of concludes everything. So it, once we get past the movie, we'll let you know where that cutoff is and you should just read the manga along with us.
0: Yeah, that'll be that'll be cut off on, uh, volume two, I believe, is where volume the
1: movie two. ends. So, I think yeah.
0: so so after the first few volumes, that'll be where the movie ends. And and I think after the first few volumes, maybe we'll. Wa- I've never seen the movie. Maybe you will watch. We'll watch the movie and talk about the oh, movie yeah. for an episode, and then come back to it. Uh, but tell me about what how you've been spending all of your free time in the last week.
1: Sure. Yeah, I've been playing FF sixteen after beating Zelda. Uh, it has been uh, solid. I I won't give you. Any kind of plot details? No spoilers here. Uh, I've been enjoying it. I think the combat's very fun. Uh, go check it out. Let me know what you think, huh? I don't want to. S- yeah. I don't want to skew the vote by stating my opinion on this, especially since it's so recent. And
0: well, we haven't uh, finished it yet. I'm playing this also. You're a little bit farther than I am, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. It it it's, a- it's not a perfect game. Uh, I, but it's really good, really fun. I'm hopeful that I'm closing in on the end because. Playing like five or six weeks of Zelda, and then this for like two weeks straight. It's like I need a video game break, or I need I need to get my mind out of a television screen for a bit.
1: I'm I'm like the opposite because I have I burnt out on games for a while, and now I think playing through Elden Ring again reignited my passion for gaming. Mm-hmm. So now I am like about video games again. Uh, so it's like the it's like a a. a a wave you go through as a gamer. I'm sure a lot of people can relate here for where sure, you just yeah. burn yourself out.
0: I'm definitely I'm definitely getting there. I need that break. I think the next game after this is Armored Core. I don't think I'm gonna play anything until Armored then, Core yeah. comes out. So totally I'll get a good two month break after this one. So cool. Yeah, but Final Fantasy 16, check it out. And is that it? Do we have anything else this week? I think that's it.
1: That's all, folks.
0: Cool. Uh thank you so much for listening or watching. Don't forget, check out the YouTube channels, White, Gray, Black, and the WGB Weekly Longo Podcast. That's this channel. Um, If you want to listen to us audio only, we're on most of the major podcast providers. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast and you sat around this long, first of all, thank you. Second of all, all we are asking is for some positive reinforcement. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a thumbs up, give us a follow, uh, leave a comment. We would love to get more comments. I've responded to all comments uh, ever, so I'm I'm happy to have a conversation with you there. if you do really want to support us and get a little bit of extra content, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash WGB manga. You can give as much as you want. Hell, dollar a month would buy us one volume of manga a year. And maybe we'll talk about that and that'll be our special Patreon thing. So head on over there. Yeah, You could be the first Patreon subscriber. Then I will, I will call you out. You know, Until we get too many subscribers, I think I will call out all the Patreon subscribers. So, hey, you want to get your name called out in a, uh, in a podcast show at the beginning of the show too, probably. Uh go over there and give that a like. Um check me out on Twitter at WGB Manga. Feel free to tweet at me with suggestions, advice, discussions, whatever. Uh leave a comment. And always, yeah, that's it. So thank you so much for being with us. Goodbye. Come back next week. Look out for Nausica and don't forget to read more manga.